following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. Okay, everyone places. This is the final scene, so let's make this one count. Quiet on set. Places, everybody. Welcome to the Podducers. The weather is changing, the birds are chirping, and the sun is shining, which means summer party season is right around the corner, and Buffalo Freddy Party Rental has everything you need to get your party started. From tents, tables, and chairs, to inflatable bounce houses, water slides, and obstacle courses, Buffalo Freddy has everything you need to take your summer shindig to the next level. Not sure what to serve at your event? Buffalo Freddy does catering, too. For more details or to make reservations, head over to www.buffalofreddy.com or give them a call at 716-437-3339. That's 716-4-FREDDY. Buffalo Freddy is a proud sponsor of Hats, Tats, and Stats podcast, Tip of the Cap podcast, Common Debauchery, and The Producers. Call or visit their website for a championship-caliber experience of epic proportions today. The following episode of The Producers may contain language and quotes that are not suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Lights, camera, podcast. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to a brand new episode of The Producers. I am the Wizard of Jaws, back after my hiatus. I don't know if it's a hiatus or a hiatus. One sounds like plural. One sounds like, well, whatever. Who gives a shit? I am joined by the man who held it down in my absence, the quote king, Austin Kelm. What's up, buddy? Listen, it's your, your world, man. I'm just living in it. Uh, not last week. It was your <laughs> world. And... Uh, the Duke of Quotington or the Prince of Quoteness or I don't know. I came up with like seven different names for Mr. I really did. I felt hot, bad for like a hot second that he was like, dude, well, I don't know how to get a nickname. I was like, oh, crap. I really should have said something to him, but I guess. Son of a bitch. We missed the boat on that one. That's uh, right. It's fine. You can't miss the boat. You can't yep. miss the boat. Um, and, but listen, man, what a welcome back gift you get this week. Oh, God, yeah. Lava, serve this thing right up over the heart of the plate for me, bud. I <laughs> see uh, that's what a correct baseball reference sounds like. <laughs> so, uh, I, I do have to commend Mr. Benson. You guys did a fantastic job, it was a great episode. I laughed, uh, hearing the genuine like joking and laughter between you two was a lot of fun, and I think it was a nice like change of pace for a week. And then at the very end, <laughs> Benson goes, I'll just be uh, I'll just be warming up the bullpen, just be on deck over here, like. Are you on deck or are you in the bullpen? Right. <laughs> also, also, batters don't warm up in the bullpen. Pitchers warm up in the bullpen. Like right. you're, in the, you're in the wrong area. And and and, and pitchers pitchers don't are like aren't ready to pinch hit. Right. <laughs> That's not how it works. So I admire right that effort he threw in there, and he was like sort of right. He was in the ballpark again, pun intended, but not quite at, where, where he needed to be. At bare minimum, his heart was in the right place. But there's a reason he doesn't join us on hats, tats, and stats. That's accurate. That's that's true. There's a very distinct reason why he is. He's a guy we call in for producers because, I mean, again, great, great show last week. A lot of fun. I enjoy listening to it because, you know, I listen to all our stuff. And especially when I'm not on it, I like to hear what it sounds like. 
<sighs> we so, are doing Bull Durham. Bull Durham, one of my favorite, and really the movie that introduced us to Tim Robbins and Susan Sarandon. I mean, and Kevin Costner is obviously a main guy, but like they're together to this day, which is cool. I don't know. And they never got married, which is odd for a celebrity couple. Right. Right. I mean, like they've been together for, I was going to say 50 years. That's way too long. A really long time. And they're not married. <laughs> they're just doing their thing. Like power to you, I guess. Absolutely. Uh, and so for those playing the home game, Tim Robbins was Abby Calvin Lelouch. Oh, honey, you need a nickname. Like, Luke. That was that, that was the best. Like there couldn't have been a better introduction to this character. Like they walk in and they're talking about this, this new kid who's got this, this million dollar arm throws hard and the opening scene of the movie, he's hooking up with some girl on the trainer's table and like as the opening pitch is ready to be thrown, like they're, yeah. they're ready to start like, the game and he's not even out there. And like, and he comes out, he like, you know, like finishes buttoning his pants. And he's like, what? I'm ready. He's supposed to be getting warm. He goes, what? I'm warm. Right. Like you're, <laughs> you're, you're making your professional debut and you're leaving your fastball on some piece of ass. I am not some quote piece of ass. And it's like Un- the girl who's unquote. And it's the girl whose dad, like donated the scoreboard. Yeah. Don't <laughs> donated the scoreboard to the stadium. And like, my dad take that nice fancy scoreboard back with him. <laughs> like Jesus. He's like, hi, Millie. If I catch you in here again, though, you're going to be from the clubhouse for life. Oh, all right. right. Just, so like cordial hello. Well, also warning you don't ever come back in here. Right. And he, I mean, so here we are. Introduction to this kid who described, you know, described million dollar arm, five cent head. And this movie, it just knocks it literally knocks it out of the park when it comes to like referencing everything that is baseball. I don't know that there's a movie that better encompasses the game as a whole. So like, I, I know, um, you know, people are big fans of, you know, like Moneyball with the front office side of baseball, uh, you know, major league, which we've done comedy and for the love of the game, like with the whole like zoning in and just being out there on the mound alone and uh, field of dreams with like the history behind it. this just gets it all. In my opinion, there's, there's a lot of it. I mean, to your point, it does encompass all of the game of baseball for better or for worse. You know what I mean? Just hooking up with, I guess you would call them groupies at fans. They're fans. They're fans. The women are fans. Uh, they are They're, called cleat chasers. Sure. <laughs> Hooking up. It's baseball's all, version of a puck bunny. Right. <laughs> what's like, what's, what's that old joke? Like, what's the first thing a major league baseball player does when he wakes up in the morning? Drives back to the team hotel. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like, so, I mean, so it's a, it's an old joke for a reason, but um, from the baseball side of it to the announcing side of it to uh, things like the, the crap that you think about when you're on the baseball field stuff that might not actually be baseball right. or the reasons you might be slumping or do you know what I mean? Like we have to get out of this, like the, the whole, uh, I can get, bet you a hundred bucks. I can get us a rain off for tomorrow. And he turns the sprinkler system on. Oh, we got ourselves a natural disaster in the field floods. And they're like, well, I guess we got to rain out. Yeah. And so this is one of those things that like, I, it, like the, 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 the internal conversations that these guys have, Right. From or, the dugouts to the benches, right. All over like, like the like crash when he's in the box, like, so he's in the box and he's like, yeah, give, give me that shit. Give me that weak ass shit. 
you ain't throwing that weak ass shit past me. And it swings through it. Strike. Damn it. What, the, what are you swinging at, Davis? Come on. Like, Annie, Annie, who's this Annie? What are you doing? What are you doing? Yeah. Call, call time to get out, get out of the box. Get out of, what are you doing? Get this, head, <laughs> this, get this brought out of your head. Uh, just, oh, it's, it's, it's just awesome because that's, that's what it is. Like you step in the box and all of a sudden, like, I, I've done it. I, I, I'll, I might do it tonight because I'm tired. Like you step in the box, you kind of settle in, and all of a sudden you're like, what am I thinking about in here? What am I doing? Like, no, I'm, cut the grass tomorrow, idiot. Like, step out of the box. There's, there's, there's so much of that. I mean, really just across the board. And I think some of my favorite stuff has to be, and maybe it's just from where we are now, the, the coaching staff conversations are my favorite. Yeah. Do you mean like, what's our record? Eight and 16, eight and 16. How'd we ever win eight? Do you know what I mean? Like, he's just like losing his, you lollygag the ball around oh the end. You lollygag in and out of Skip the and Larry. Skip and Larry are just, that dynamic is electric. Right. You lollygag the ball around the infield. You lollygag your way down to first. You lollygag in and out of the dugout. You know what that makes you, Larry? Larry. Lollygaggers. 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 Oh, Which, again, all right, so do you, all right, what do you quote more, this or Major League? This 100%. Do you, I, I thought you might have to debate that just a hot second longer. I didn't know you'd be that quick okay, to it. So I think I say just a little outside. Like we got an unload from the highway department. Doesn't pick up anything under sixty five. There's a lot of major league out there. If you're if you're including all three major leagues, then yeah, sure, probably all three major leagues. But like major league to Bull Durham, like the first one to just the only Bull Durham. Sure, it's probably pretty even, if not tilted heavily, like not heavily, but tilted toward Bull Durham. Things like uh, hit the bull. (laughs) It's a free stake. Eighteen strikeouts, new league record. 18 walks. Also, new league record. He also hit the bull, the production, the timekeeper state, or like he like names like seven different things. He hit the, he hit the mascot, the the play by play booth, uh, six fans, and the beer vendor. All new league records. Right. <laughs> Just yeah, it, it, the whole thing's funny. Like, oh, he's you listen, you win 20 in the show. You can let the fungus grow back in your shower shoes, and they'll think you're colorful. Right, right now, makes you a slob. Yeah, I, <laughs> I've I've heard about you. you. Got a real. I've heard about that million dollar arm, million dollar arm, and I got a real good idea about that five cent head of yours too. Oh, that's it. We're in a fight. Yeah, how about you hit me with this? I'll kill you. Yeah, from what I hear, you couldn't hit water if you fell out of a fucking boat. And and just the the banter. So so for me, I always liked bus trips. Some people don't like them. Like, so my first couple of years in college, we took buses to Florida sure. for spring training. And then eventually we switched to flying, which there are a lot, a lot of perks to flying. So a, it was a little more expensive, but you not so much travel time. You got extra days in Florida. Fine. Fantastic. All great. I missed the bus trips playing Euchre, dicking around, watching. Do you know what I mean? Like the team bonding and the camaraderie that goes on on the bus. Like I miss that. Now you can do the same thing in the hotel rooms when you're hanging out and at lunch, practice, whatever. But I don't know. I always like them, but it's just them on the bus trips and he's singing with his guitar. Is it women get woolly and boy, women don't get woolly. They get weary. She's not stressed. She's wearing a dress. God damn it. I hate when people get the words wrong. And all the players in the back are like, thank God. He just like rips the right? guitar out of his hands. Like stop playing. Like, and then, you know, crash goes out of his way and he's kind of talking smack or not crash. Uh, Nuke is talking smack. He's like, you know, and he said something about the show and he's like, yeah, like you've been in the show. Yeah, I was in the show. I was in the show for 21 days once. 
It's one of the greatest days of my life. You know, you never handle your luggage in the show. Somebody else carries your bags. It was great. You hit white balls for batting practice. The ballparks are like cathedrals. The hotels all have room service and the women all have long legs and brains. Like, and if you know anything about anyone who's even had a cup of coffee in the show, it's all true. Right. And then there's Nuke. Come on, man. I drive a Porsche. I got a quadraphonic with a ball block. You don't need a quadraphonic with a ball block. You need a curveball. <laughs> you need a curveball. <laughs> Anybody can hit fastballs in the show. Yeah, what do you know about the show? Insert the quote. Right. How come you don't like me? Because you don't respect yourself, which is your problem. But you don't respect the game, and that's my problem. You got a gift. What do I got? You got a gift. When you were a baby, the gods reached down and turned your right arm into a thunderbolt. You got a Hall of Fame arm, but you're pissing it away. <laughs> I ain't pissing nothing away. I got a Porsche already. I got a 911 with a quadraphonic blepunked. Christ, you don't need a quadraphonic <laughs> blepunked. You need a curveball. The show, everyone can hit a fastball. Uh, and it's true. Unless you, th- I mean, in this day and age, unless you're throwing triple digits plus ever and even that gets hit i was just gonna say it, it just because you have a fastball i mean everybody anytime i turn on a yankees game because they're my team like every pitcher both teams every pitcher throws 98 miles an hour like i, I don't see a pitch that's a fastball that's below 95 right <laughs> it's just not a thing uh, can't imagine why there's a record number of Tommy Johns going on. <laughs> like, right? you know, everybody throws and their their arm falls off. Yeah, that's four, what happens. This 14 year old's pumping 87 through three times this weekend. What? Yep. Uh, oh, I've heard of stuff like this. Yeah, have you ever heard of Walt Women? No, who's he play for? <laughs> uh, the Cosmic All Stars. <laughs> See now, and like, and you mentioned Moneyball earlier. And I, we out there look like we're Fabio, like we're selling jeans. And the, the eighty-year-old scout, who's Fabio? And the other eighty-year-old scout, he's the shortstop from Miami. <laughs> like that's not it. <laughs> that's not right at all. Uh, but I like you know, Well, so okay, so and the, really, I think so. My favorite, my favorite, are the unwritten rules. The things that you just don't do. It's like. Can you believe this shit? He's throwing a one hit strike out like the eighth inning, and he's yeah. way to call me off. This son of a bitch is throwing a two hit shutout, and he's shaking me off. You believe that shit, Charlie? <laughs> right. Here comes the deuce. When you speak to me, speak well. Speak well. Son of a bitch teed off it like he knew I was going to throw him a curveball. He did. I told him. <laughs> like, don't wave your catcher off. Don't say no. Just shut up and throw the ball. Like the best part of that quote is like the the conversation that precedes it. So like the, the like the, that's the ball he hits the ball, and Davis goes out to the ball like gets the ball from the umpire, goes out to the ball and goes, well he really hit the shit out of that one didn't he? I held like an egg. Yeah, and he scrambled the son of a bitch. Look at that, he hit the fucking bull. It's <laughs> a free steak. Free steak. <laughs> you having fun yet? Oh yeah, having a blast. Good. God, that sucker teed off like he knew I was throwing gonna throw a fastball. He did know how. I told him. But at the same time, like. I give you like the, the dude absolutely just tees off on one and he watches it. Are you kidding me? I give you a gift and you show up my pitcher. Run, dummy. Run, <laughs> dummy. <laughs> so it's like, like I can call my pitcher a moron. You can't call my pitcher a moron. Yeah, I'll no, show my pitcher. Right. I'll show my pitcher. What, what? You, <laughs> right. you run. I'm trying to help him. You can screw off. <laughs> run, dummy. Um, but it's just I, everybody. And I think Larry, who is played by Robert Wool, is one of my favorite characters. And most people I feel like would take. One of the players, whomever, you know what I mean? But like, Larry. So like when they're all having their, their existential crisis on the mounds. Like Jose's curse glove and no one seems to know what to give Billy Millie for the wedding present. He just comes out and is like, candlesticks or uh, find out where they're registered. 
nice play settings. Do you know what I mean? Like, and he just takes it all seriously. <laughs> he doesn't go like, hey, pull your heads out of your head. You know what I mean? He did, no, all right. And he just simply answers one question at a time, giving the best answer he can. Okay, hey, turn two. And he like claps and walks away. Like, it's <laughs> all right. Fine. Thanks, Larry. Uh, the unsung job of the assistant coach. Right. What's going on out here? Well, Nuke's eyelids are clogged. Jose needs a live, live chicken, live chicken, a live chicken to take the curse off his glove. And no one seems to know what to, what to get Millie for, for their wedding, for a wedding gift. <laughs> so it's like, I love all the, the, again, the ridiculousness of that whole thing. And again, he comes out and treats it like a totally normal situation. Same thing flipped crash sees nuke wearing women's lingerie because Annie makes him wear them. Cause it'll, it's, it's helping his concentration during the game. And he's wearing it backwards. And he goes, hey, man, Rose goes in the front, big guy. Yeah. Like, doesn't make fun of him. Doesn't say anything. Just, sure, that's normal. And says, hey, as a helpful hint, you're wearing it backwards. Rose goes in the front, big guy, and walks away. All right. Fine. Oh, man. These ridiculous situations that are treated as normal, everyday occurrences. Because, of course, they are. Why wouldn't they be? Well, and, like, there's so much, like, baseball culture in this movie. From the clown, crown prince of baseball, who was an actual like traveling minor, right, the, the guy. Uh, I mean, center field, the song, just oh, this this whole movie, and I know the line is it's hard not to be romantic about baseball is from Moneyball, but it's hard <laughs> not to be romantic about this movie, like. And, and so, and the funny thing is, we haven't even talked about the the love triangle that goes on for, which half half the movie. <laughs> and like it th- and that's one of the probably it, the whole love triangle and the setup to it is something that just it, it it provides one of the most memorable quotes of the movie and it like she like so annie invites both it's crash it's and, it's, a, it's a mouthful yeah <laughs> it's no joke like so annie invites crash and abby kelvin lelouch because he's not nuke at that time yet back to her uh back to her house and you know, she, she goes on this like tangent about like the universe and, you know, she picks a guy to hook up with and every, you know, she's never hooked up with a guy who hasn't had the greatest sum of his career and yada, yada, yada. And like her and crash butt heads cause crash is very intelligent where Abby's just like, so we going to knock boots or what? Right. Like we're burning daylight. And, <laughs> um, I mean, so <laughs> So somebody's going to, so is somebody going to go to bed with somebody or what? Uh, honey, you're a regular nuclear meltdown. You better cool off. Where are you going? After 12 years in the minor leagues, I don't try out. Besides, I, uh, I don't believe in quantum physics when it comes to matters of the heart. Well, what do you believe in then? Well, I believe in the soul, the C word, the P word, the small of a woman's back, the hanging curveball, high five or good scotch, the, that the novels of Steven Sontag are self-indulgent, overrated crap. I believe Harvey, Har- Lee Harvey Oswald acted alone. I believe there ought to be a constitutional amendment outlawing AstroTurf and the designated hitter. I believe in the sweet spot, softcore pornography, opening your presents on Christmas morning rather than Christmas Eve. And I believe in long, slow, sweet, deep, soft, wet kisses that last three days. Wink at her. Good night. And then she Oh my. Like she's like fans herself. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, I don't even know what to do it all. My brain can't comprehend everything he just said. And then she goes to chase him and he just leaves with like this just this shit eating grin on his face. And then there's Abby. Hey Annie, what's all this molecule stuff? <laughs> just a paints a perfect picture of the two characters, especially at the time. Well then and then Nuke walks in with his newfound nickname, 
And he's like disheveled, half his shirt tucked in, sunglasses hanging off his face, wearing flip flops. How was it, man? How was she? Right? Is she as wild as they say? <laughs> like, no, man. She read poetry to me all night. That's way more expensive. Like, and, and that's the thing. Like, he's like laying down on a trainer's table. Looks like he's hungover. And I mean, the definition of ridden hard and put away wet type thing. And he's just like, no, nah, man. She read poetry, poetry to me all night. It's way more exhausting. <laughs> Uh, no lollygagging around that one. <laughs> it's like, well, I mean, he's, he's a knucklehead. It really, I don't know that he learns anything the entire movie <laughs> from a character arc. Like even at the very end, he's in the show and he's getting interviewed and he's like, Hey, sometimes you win. Sometimes you lose. Sometimes it rains. Think about that. And he's just like, <laughs> just, like he's just talking nonsense. Like it doesn't mean anything. He like, took like everything that trash told him and like went out the window. It's the funny subtleties of everything. Like, you know, just happy to be here. Just happy to help the ball club, like teaching him how to interview. Cause like his first interview is like, it's mostly just like out there, but like, right. It's really real, but it's really out in a, in out a tubular there. way right? Like, yeah, out there. You sound like an idiot. And then working like, your interview skills after this whole thing, he's, he gets called up to the show, which means crash is being shipped out somewhere else because he's no, he, the only reason he was there was to tootle this kid. And you be cocky and arrogant. Even when you're getting beat, that's the secret. You got to play this game with fear and arrogance, right? Fear and ignorance. No, you hayseed. It's arrogance, <laughs> not ignorance. She's like, I know. I just want to see you get all worked up. <laughs> Why are you shaking me off? I want to give him the heat and announce my presence with authority. I'm not your fucking presence with authority. This guy's a first ball fastball hitter. Well, he hasn't seen my heat. All right, meet. Show him your heat. Look at the fastball. <laughs> Go to the, tell him I was going to throw him a fastball. Yep. Why is he calling me meat? I'm the one driving a Porsche. I'm driving a Porsche. I mean, really, and in so many, like, even the ones that people will remember, I feel like I don't quote the main lines of this movie. Like, so you just showing up, like, hey, man, so we going. I'm the player to be named later. Yeah. <laughs> like, just so funny. Like, because nobody ever knows who that guy is. That happens all the time in baseball. That's you get the Jaws gets traded for Austin and a player to be named later. You like never find out who that guy is or why he's there or if it just goes into like, I don't know. Goes into the bank. So the next trade they do, hey, remember that time? This was a little one-sided in your way. Now you're going to send us this way because now it's one-sided the other way. Okay, fine. <laughs> it's like GM speak. I don't know what to do yeah. this information. Uh, <laughs> well, if there's one chick you'd know if you're pulling your hips out early, it'd be Annie. You're pulling your hips out. Oh, and then she's like, hey, uh, give this back to her, but don't read it. It's uh, it's kind of personal. Just give it like an 11-year-old kid. You just hand her like a note. It's like sexting back in the day, like handwritten notes folded in fours. Like, and this is one of the ones that I, I love quoting, like during, especially during my baseball seasons, like, you don't want a ball player. You want a stable pony now. Nah. Well, my triple A gets my triple A contract gets bought out so I can hold some flavor of the flavor of the month's D in the bus leagues. Is that it? Well, fuck, fuck this fucking game. I quit. All right. I fucking quit. Who do we play tomorrow? Winston Salem, <laughs> practice at eleven thirty. <laughs> right, it's like forget it. I quit. And he turns on and comes back. Who are we playing tomorrow? I'm like, never mind. I changed my mind. What am I doing back in the bus league? Ah, uh, women get woolly. No, no, we, the women don't get woolly. Uh, so, and and there's a, so obviously this is a little bit more uh, swear word laden than our normal episodes are, but it's the, it, because of the nature of the movie and the nature of the game, um, and like umpire like 
did, did you call me a sea sucker? No, I said it was a sea sucking call. Call me a sea sucker again. You're out of here. You're a sea sucker. <laughs> You're out of here. <laughs> well, what, what is that? Like they're like listening to it on the radio. Oh, Crash yep, wants to but, call the guy. See, he's like, <laughs> yeah, like, oh man, this movie is so good. And like, so there, there's an interesting, um, like some nuances around this, surrounding our area. Uh, so Ron Shelton was a former minor league player that um, he used his experience for as a basis of the story. But we, there was actually an article written about a guy who is a 17-year former pro in this area, Rick Lancelotti, that there was actually an article written about him called The Real Life Crash Davis. And it was, I mean, the the stories that this guy could tell would fit into this movie. I mean, you you could have made... Um, you could have made 17 of these spanning this guy's career, like Crash Davis's 17 year career. And I would have been there for every single one of them. Because like if you if you say he had that many years and like up to and including like you could have made one movie about his 21 days in the show. That could have been like the seventh movie in the series. I would have watched it. I'd have paid money to go see <laughs> probably twice. Uh, two times i don't think i would have gone to see the twice i just like to listen to him tell stories that was always my favorite geez. that was my that was my jam yeah and you know what i find ironic about this movie is that so like susan sarandon like in the movie winds up with crash davis winds up with kevin costner real life nope gets together with tim robbins and 30 years later right so it's usually uh, the people who like have the chemistry on scene do you know what i mean like you dated, you were kissing on scene, and it like, you know, transferred into your real life. Happens all the time in Hollywood. And she went like the other way with it. Or not she, but they went the other way with it. Like, oh, I had this chemistry with Kevin Costner, but now nah, I'm going to spend the next 35 years with Tim Robbins. Right. All right. No, uh, whatever. So this, this one's weird to me. Kurt Russell was actually originally penciled in to play Crash Davis until they gave the part to Kevin Costner. Now, Kevin Costner. A young one. Like Kevin Costner is the baseball player. Like when you think of a baseball movie, it's hard not to be like, oh, Kevin Costner played baseball in that movie. Right. Well, he's Billy Chappell and he's in, you know, Bull Durham. There's a bunch yeah. of them. It's so um <clears throat> the funny part about that is when I think of like I need a like a grizzled, like old school looking hockey player, it's Kurt Russell. Am I thinking that right? I don't know. Maybe I'm. It's not Kurt Russell. Never mind. What am I thinking of? <laughs> I was just going. I'm like, uh, I'll what? Sh- I'll shut up. Hold on. I'm looking. I'm like Kurt Russell was in like Overboard with Goldie Hawn, who Russell Crowe would be the answer to my question. Oh, there you go. You were thinking like Alaska and yeah, all the mystery. And Alaska. I mean, he, he yes. just just looks like the old grizzled. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Kurt Russell, Russell Crowe. I mean, I get it. I understand. Yeah, I was I, I was in the ballpark. I see what happened. It's not like you said Kurt Russell and it was actually like. Charlie Sheen, like, hey, those aren't close. Like, that's not at all what we were talking about. Right. Although, again, Charlie Sheen would have been ballparked it because he's in Major League. So I'd be like, nope, wrong movie. So uh, one last quick thing here before we like, and this is just from the IMDb side of things. Um, it, one of the major goofs, it says there are 108 beads in the Catholic rosary and the 108 stitches in a baseball. Um, there's actually only 59 beads in the most commonly used Catholic rosary. What she was actually referencing would have been a Hindu or Buddhist prayer bead. 
which has 108, which is the number of uh, 108 figures prominently in Eastern religions. So swing and a miss on that one. Just going to say you learn something new every day. I have no idea. I love this movie. Um, I, this movie 100% would be able to be made today. Um, I think you'd might need to clean up some of the language and some of the potential innuendo, but outside of that, I think it, I think there's no issue here. So, I mean, I don't know. I, I think this movie would get made today. Pretty, pretty as is. I don't think they clean anything up. I just think it's honestly, it's an R rated movie. I think, you know what I mean? That that's just where that. It was R in 1988. It's still an R-rated movie today. It's yeah. I just, you know, maybe I, I not being able to recall every single line of the movie, right? Is really like there may be some a line or two that might need to be like adjusted a little bit, but like not a ton. It's not like you were changing like the fabric of the movie, right? Now, this is a big one. Oh, what's the rating, bud? Three seven five. That low. Three. See, you know what? And I knew you were gonna say that. I do like this movie, but I, you know, so I go back to when we were doing all the sports movies. Sure. We were talking about, and we were just ranking. Like, so we were talking about Major League, and that's why Major League got ranked a little bit lower because it wasn't even like in the top five of sports movies. Do you know what I mean? Like, if you're not even in the top five in sports movies, how can you get a high? Rating. It was just a fun one that we like personally. I feel like this is another one of those things. Oh, Do you know I mean like oh. you and I like it personally, but it's some people just aren't into sports movies. Do you know what I mean? So it's very, it's got a niche and I think the niche loves it, but I don't know. It's, in, not, it's, not, it's not winning any Oscars. In the words of a football playing movie character, Oh, Billy Bob, if I could, I'd give it a 10. <laughs> give it a 10. A 10. Fuck a 10. But I can't. So I'm going to give it a five. A five. A C suck at five. And then you can throw me out of the game. <laughs> so are, you really going with a, are you going with a five? I am absolutely. A, this is oh, this is a Mount Rushmore movie for me. This is go out of my way to watch it movie. This is oh, a boy. This is a seven days a week, 365 days a year. I don't care. I will watch the last seven seconds of this movie just to say I saw Bull Durham today. I love this movie. This is a top five all time for me <laughs> movie. Okay, so I get those ratings. Yeah, so this this winds up being one of our all time highest rated movies on this podcast, and only because eight seven five, right? It, uh, yeah. So it's close to the time. It's not a perfect score, but I think this is only your second five. Uh, it would be. Right, because you gave a five to third five? Okay. Yeah, so Forrest Gump and Mrs. Doubtfire were both perfect tens. We both gave them fives. Right, so this would be number three. Deadpool, so then Deadpool was a nine five. Remember, the Titans was a nine, which is a lost episode, which you guys will be able to hear on our Patreon once it's set up. Bull Durham, because of my rating of a five on it, ties Jurassic Park. And I 100% put it in that category. (laughs) I have no shame in that. I love this movie. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> See, I get it. I, I don't put it in the same. I, again, I really, really enjoy this movie, but it's not. One of these days for one of our, for for one of our like big episodes, like you know, like twenty five, fifty, seventy five, and hundred or whatever. If we get that far, 
uh, we'll do like our our personal top five movies ever, and we'll have to do like some actual like legitimate research on it. So right, put or I really just our, our Mount Rushmore. Do we do yeah. top? Well, I guess five works too, but it's all good. So uh, that'll about wrap it up for this episode of the Producers, and thank you for holding on the fort last week in my in my absence, which not a problem, but it wasn't my absence. We did record one, but we decided not to run with it because of the nature of the discussion and the way it went. But uh, you guys will be able to tune into that eventually, uh, hopefully sometime soon. And I smell dinner cooking, so I'm, I think it's time to go. <laughs> Sounds good, buddy. We'll see you soon. All right. And uh, with that, that's a wrap.